What's going on, everybody? Another episode of Four Transplants and a Microphone here, um, coming to you live, this podcast all about Charlotte. Today we're talking branding, and we're recording from the Fox and the Hound, which is a great brand up in the North Lake area. Um, super appreciative of them hosting us. We're talking the brand of Charlotte, though. We're talking personal brands, how they've changed since we've been in Charlotte, and we're talking business brandings, all being business owners, how that looks in Charlotte, too. So, quick around the horn, no need to do individual voices. I am Jack Tompkins. We've got Brandon Avenia, we've got Brian Johnson, and we've got Russell Hughes. So, guys, I want to kick it off. The brand of Charlotte. When you first moved down here, even before you moved down here, what stood out to you? The only thing I knew about it was the Queen City. That was it. Yeah, yep. That was the only thing I had was Queen City when I got here. Yeah. And, and Russell, I know you know this, but can you remind us why Charlotte is called the Queen City? That's Charlotte your, that's is called your cue, the Russell. Queen City, <laughs> and there's a very cool statue out at the airport because of Charlotte of Mecklenburg, who was some kind of consort to the King of England, and subsequently Queen Charlotte was her nom de plume or how she was addressed, and... So Charlotte is known as the Queen City. Man, and you know what? You were getting fact-checked right then and there by Jack Tompkins. We should call him Jack the Fact. You know, Jack right the there. Fact that I hold, hold on, I got an improvement. Go ahead, Jack say that one more time. Jack Tompkins. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, nice. in all truth, Russell, you sounded like you were a University of Michigan graduate. Right <laughs> and actually one of the good ones. No. Wow. So all right, quick so fact check. This is from CharlotteNC.gov, uh, which by the way, Charlotte has really good resources for quite true. Uh, all, quite true. all things like this. So Charlotte is named Charlotte, or nicknamed the Queen City, in honor of Charlotte of Mecklenburg-Strelitz, the Queen Consort of British King George III during the time of the city's founding. So Russell, you're actually pretty accurate. Okay, Jack the fact. Do you know what? At a bar well, setting, we would have bought it. 100%. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Not concubine. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. never associated Charlotte. That no, didn't even come into mind. <laughs> nice. But I have a limited vocabulary. <laughs> so, <laughs> enormous words aside, Charlotte in general, what else stands out about Charlotte or the surrounding cities? The only thing I got when I moved out here was uh, that Mooresville is a race city, USA. Race and city. it's on everything. <laughs> yep. Charlotte Motor Speedway. Yeah, yeah, we mean racing. Racing. Yeah. NASCAR. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. NASCAR. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's race city <laughs> we got all of them <laughs> oh boy but so that's a good one it's mooresville and it's a bit north but it is race city that's where pretty much all of the professional athletes live and you know there's a whole bunch you talk to it more than i can uh, yeah so there's a lot of almost all the garages for the drivers are yep, in Mooresville. Yeah, all the race teams have their garages there. Right. Even retired drivers have their cars. Well, I'm assuming they turn them into museums if they were uh, any good. I know Rusty Wallace, Michael Waltrip. There you go. A uh, couple of the big ones still have them there. And then, like, Kyle Busch is just around and the corner from Mooresville. You know, uh, this is my only NASCAR yep. reference. NASCAR the Hall of Fame is in Uptown, by the way. That's true. That's true. My only NASCAR reference the entire time I've been here, never been a big race fan. But I was, I got wanded through TSA at the airport right next to Richard Petty. 
So we shared a good a good gaze as uh, we were both getting strip searched. So it was wow. interesting. You locked eyes from across TSA. <laughs> no. But we did uh, we did get a that picture. Was, we, uh, did, <laughs> we did get a picture that afterwards. Was super awkward. <laughs> what was that picture of? <laughs> well, after, after we both got a pat <laughs> after we both got a pat down, we were sitting oh, over Lord. there and, and we put our arms around each other. And he's a little bit taller than me. He was like arms up. So I, <laughs> No, but he was a super nice guy. In fact, his wife was with him, and she just, oh, no, go take your picture, you know, and it was pretty cool. That is actually pretty cool. Yeah. So you can still run into famous people in Charlotte. I'm in the strip search with Richard Petty. <laughs> I think I've got a picture on it, but it's when not my pants were back all. on. It's probably smart. Good thing this is a podcast, not a video not or anything related. <laughs> um, but okay, so we've got the Queen City. We've I got, got that hiccup. That's so awkward. <laughs> <laughs> We've got Queen City being Charlotte. It is very, is you know, it's the uptown nature of it. It's not just so Billy Joel will perform here more. It is very like up and coming and sort of be kind of this this royal thing, if you will. We've got Race City up in Mooresville because that's where all the garages are, and Brian out in Belmont and Mount Holly. Um, it's got a bit of a different brand, right? It's near the Whitewater Center. Give us some thoughts. Well, I mean, it's it's emerging, and and I think the cool thing is it has a chance to learn from all the other expansions. Like, what did it like about it? What didn't it? And how do you incorporate that in? When we look at Belmont, and, and Jack, this is probably more relevant to you, but you've got the light rail comes to Belmont. Okay, right now that doesn't exist. You know, Mount Holly has, you know, the they've got the overflow from the Whitewater Center crowd, so you get a lot of people that are willing to already make the drive that aren't just in Mount Holly. Those are going to be your people that are going to hit these restaurants. And these places are popping up that are right in the same kind of genre of what they're looking for. And these are craft beer breweries, you know, OMB. They're going to be on the river. It's going to be the same feel that you've got at the Whitewater Center. So, right. I mean, at that point, it's well, not the same. I, I just, Why is that funny? I, because the river, as soon as you said that, I was immediately Christian Chris Farley, <laughs> living in a van down by the river. <laughs> That would make me smile, too. <laughs> God rest his soul. <laughs> Hopefully we don't have a, a, a one of those people that tries to you know, be a copycat of him. But no, I, th I think that's what you're just seeing is just generally speaking, you're seeing people planning for expansion. How do we do it differently that it's still Mount Holly, but it's still got sort of that growth appeal to it. Mount Holly's got a lot of open space, so there, there can be more to come. And then you've got, you know, we talked a little bit about what else is out there? Denver's growing. Eventually they grow closer together because they're not that far apart. Even though civilization between the two feels a little bit more like there's a lot of space, but they'll be able to expand that direction. But no, so, so Belmont and Mount Holly, it is, it's, it's your craft beer drinkers. It is folks who like to do the outdoorsy things, the hiking, everything involved at the Whitewater Center, uh, which we don't talk about enough. It's, it's the mm -hmm. local, the craft beer drinkers, the outdoorsy folks being, to your point, right near the Whitewater Center, which we still, we could probably do an entire episode on that, but it is those kinds of people that is in Belmont and Mount Holly, which do, is pretty cool. Do an episode from there, not just yeah. about that. We'll do a zip line and dine and yeah, just be even more fun. midway. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't even complain about the driving. Wow. Oh, we got to do that then. <laughs> well, well, then we're so close. Why don't we just do one at my house then if you're already good with it, Russell? <laughs> as but, long as we can sit in the backyard. <laughs> well, actually, in the eat, but we got a covered second story that we could use. But anyways, it's a very you uh, southern, you know, second story balcony. Uh, the thing, though, like when we talk about like Mount Holly and what they've got is I think they get to learn from what all the different areas have done because we're kind of on... You know, I don't want to say we're the last leg. Denver, Mount Holly are as far west as Charlotte is looking to expand, and west is really the best open option right now. 
you get that chance to do that in light rail coming to Belmont is, is at least close enough that you're going to have, you know, people that will be willing to say like, eh, why not hop on that? It's pretty cheap. Go down and, and check out some new places. Yep. Yeah. And so two, two points of clarification for people who might not be from here. Denver, I always thought people just thought of Denver as in Denver, Colorado. Denver is a place on Lake Norman. Mm -hmm. That was a huge. It's just on the west side. Yeah, exactly. Side. Not to be confused fun. by Dallas. That's also near Denver. Right, exactly. <laughs> They're both American hubs. <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, the other point is the light rail is basically, I don't know how to describe it, it's the above ground subway, if you will. Very clean, very simple, but it is Charlotte's got one line right now, but they're building a whole bunch of cross lines with yeah. it. It's, it's very clean. It's super easy. It is one line right now, and there's a lot of, it's a line from basically south to north through the heart of Charlotte and uptown. But there's a lot of cross sections going out west towards Belmont and out east towards other things going to the airport. Does it stop like a mile before the airport? I hope so. That'd be fantastic. Because LA, it stops a mile before. Well, the really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I thought you were Well, in LA, yeah. that's for the taxi cab. Yeah, that's because the taxi cab right. union got no, in there geez. and made it stop before. That was a deal they made with the union. Yeah. Yeah, it's beautiful. <laughs> I don't think funny. you'll have that issue here. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know, when you go to the Whitewater Center, like you, you do see a diverse crowd. It's not just a particular type, but there are a lot of like that type. And I think what the light rail does does is it also brings people that are living the younger group that's living in Charlotte can hop on that light rail mm -hmm. and get to those places as well you're already getting the you know it's, I don't know I'm, I'm probably picking a demographic that's not perfectly right your early 30s young families you know all going out to have fun and going out with other couples that are in the same spot and enjoying their time there they're still gonna go out and have dinner they're not gonna have a problem doing that they're still gonna drink beer in the evening and then they're gonna head back, but they were, they're already doing that. Right. They're just gonna have more options. Yeah. I think the light rail will bring people that aren't coming down that way. So I think that'll be a little bit different, mm -hmm. which I wouldn't be surprised to see businesses that pop up that cater to a little bit younger of a demographic than even is what already what's already there. Yeah, no, it's very true. That expansion west is definitely happening, I and mean, we see it every time that we're out there. All right, last piece on branding of Charlotte, Russell. Give us, what is the brand of Unincorporated Union County? <laughs> unincorporated Union County. Leave us the hell alone. It's our unofficial logo, motto. Now, Union County has always been sort of the, a little bit of the redheaded stepchild of Mecklenburg County. And it's very much a bedroom community. There's not a lot of infrastructure. Waxhaw, downtown Waxhaw, which is tiny, it's like three blocks long, has a lot of really nice restaurants but it's three blocks long and i live next to what i jokingly refer to as downtown wesley chapel which is literally an intersection <laughs> and one of the corners of the intersection is a church so we only have three sides of the intersection and that's downtown wesley chapel okay so it's a bedroom community it's where people go to get really good schools a nice house more land if, if you don't want to be sort of crammed into the 45 beltway it goes around mecklenburg mecklenburg county proper that's what union county is but beyond that it really doesn't have a identity other than it's, it's a lot of farms combined with a lot of very nice neighborhoods and super good schools there you go that's totally a brand. One of the other things I've seen out here a ton, and I don't know where it comes from, is... Fort City or Port? Port City? Port, P-O-P. Not, not just the, the restaurant, Port City. No, like there's Port City. It's Port Cities all over the place, I see it, and I don't know. 
I have no idea what it refers to out here. You know, that whole phrase, well, to be honest Wilmington with you. and Charleston and Savannah and yeah, Newport but, News. Well, we're far from there. <laughs> we're right, like right, right. miles. <laughs> and that even bugged me in Toledo when I lived there. That was on a port in Lake Erie where there was actually like commerce. And I was like, come on, you can't call it a port if like you have no access to the ocean, my opinion. But because it's like a lake, go on. What's that? <laughs> well, you but, guys should I mean, have thought here, of that before you traded up, traded oh, up the Upper Peninsula for it. Oh, age. <laughs> I, oh, <laughs> yeah, you know what? 15 out of 16. 15 out of 16. We're gonna do an episode later. Stay tuned, listeners. Not this episode, oh, but we will have a Lord. college football rivalry podcast coming up soon. That'll be good with hopefully some good guests too. So if you want to be a guest, uh, is there know. even a rivalry anymore? Michigan sucks, but Actually, you guys still work for us. The, so like, I understand the bitterness. This is funny. I heard a podcast. Actually, I think it's closer to Grand Rapids up there, but they changed it from a, a rivalry to a reckoning. I thought that was yeah, funny. and a silence falls yeah. among the crowd. Just, it's embarrassing, <laughs> and I can't even drop the mic. It's, it's embarrassing. Attached, so. That, no, you guys are willing to recruit a lot more felons than we are, and it shows the SEC model. We're going to move on. We've got business and personal branding next. So let's go business. We're all business sure. owners. It's a good topic. We've all pretty much built our business being based in Charlotte. I know, Brandon, you started it, or it was California-based, still has half of its clients or half the partnership in California. Correct. How is, well, let's start there. How is the Charlotte half of your business different than the California half? It's a lot more personal relationships. And how can I say it where it doesn't sound weird? But so our, our business is based on personal relationships, mm-hmm. but it's harder to find that in California. It's harder to find that one-on-one connection in Southern California because it's, there's so much business in one square mile. I've showed people a picture of just flying over Los Angeles into the airport. It's as far as you can see housing and buildings to the ocean, to the mountains, four or 500 yep. miles in every direction of no vacant space. So finding a personal relationship in a marketing aspect is a lot harder than it is out here. It just seems to be, that's the way every business is. It's more, you're dealing with the owner direct. You don't have those megalocorps out there that you know you gotta go through three people. It's funny as I did meet somewhere and they said, oh, yeah, no, you don't talk to salespeople. You have to bring the owner to come and talk to us. Mm-hmm. It's like I've never heard of that before, but sure. <laughs> <laughs> you don't talk to salespeople, all right. <laughs> that That's rare out here where – so your branding's a little bit different. In in L.A., I felt like it was more of a corporate image. Out here, I feel it's more of a – it's a corporate image, but it's your personal image that goes along with that corporate image. So my marketing strategy out here, is, which I'm just redoing, is more about – me personally yeah as the business owner and marketing it that way opposed to it having a corporate face like before all our marketing information didn't have any of us on it and i thought it was weird the first time i came out here they wanted us on the website and i'm like the hell do you want us on there for it's you know it's just a court because it's always that corporate face they, they right. need to get the money maker out there yeah yeah i just i've never approached it that way because it's always been that that corporate face you know what i mean so right. It's, I'd be like, you see me? Yeah. Well, it'd be like, you know, it'd be like Microsoft (laughs) having 
you know, their corporate dude on the, you know, Bill Gates is their yeah. main point of advertisement. <laughs> the only one that could pull it off was Disney with Mickey Mouse and everything. But. Yeah. 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 Still, he's their <laughs> spokesperson. Yeah. I, I think you're exactly right, though. And I've, my, so come from the data analytics world. My website doesn't get a whole lot of views, but when it does, the About Me page is almost always viewed. It's because people like the business and personal is very intertwined here and is very handshake relationship based here, which I personally like. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah, I was, uh, no, I, I trailed off. That's on okay. me. That's on me. Um, the one thing I would, the one thing I would say too, from a past corporate perspective, I got to travel to not just over the U.S. but all over the world, and we know that we've talked about it, but. That makes a difference in terms of like, I'm not accustomed to a style. It was just be adaptable to whatever that style should be, right? And so I think when you look at like something like Charlotte, like sometimes it may, to me, it doesn't feel that it's like, oh wow, it's, it's so personal, but it doesn't feel like it's not. I guess I was never looking for that. I think you're, I think you're both right. I, I think it's definitely a situation where the more you try to separate yourself from the business, the more you're trying to tell not your, necessarily your customers, but this area that like, I'm bigger than who I'm dealing with, or I'm, it's like trying to cast a big shadow. And I think that is not a draw to a lot of businesses here and a lot of business owners. And that was right. the exact opposite that you had. You right. Had you to, wanted to look like you, well, you know, yeah. one person agency was like a mega million. Well, yeah. Even if you were 10 yep. people, 200 people, you always had to project that corporate image that it was just your big corporation, whether you're two people, 10 people, 200 people, you always had that same face of a corporation. Well, I'd love to get somebody on at some point that's an expert in branding that could actually, we could come back and revisit this because now I've mentioned this in passing. I, I can't remember if I told everybody this, but coming from Toledo, Ohio, I got a chance to hear one of the best personal branding things I've ever heard. And I would say if you're a male listening to this and you're a bit squeamish and the thought of this, uh, you, you may just want to cover your ears when I say this, but <laughs> this was 20 years ago. So this is, I think it's common now. I think it picked up and this is what a brand can do. But there was a doctor in Toledo, Ohio, and his name was Richard Tapper. I have no idea who it was. I was a young enough guy. I wasn't like visiting doctors for a lot of issues anyways. And as I was kind just of listening. Rash. <laughs> <What's> that? <laughs> just that rash. Just that rash. I was too close to Michigan and it kept flaring up. So. <laughs> but, <laughs> come on, that was good. But so like, but I, I would drive in and I would listen to like, you know, ESPN radio or something like that in the morning, just because, you know, just the same drive, same songs, all that. And I'd hear a commercial and one time it came on and it was like, you know, Hey gentlemen, you know, it's this, is, and it was like probably late January, early February. And it was like, gentlemen, let me have your attention do you want a doctor's note to sit on the couch and watch March Madness for hours on end? Have you ever thought about what it would be like to have that third or fourth child that you don't want? And then, and then it went on to say like, come into this office, I can't remember the name of the office, and, and let Dr. Dick Tapper take care of you. He'll have that vasectomy done in no time. And not only that, you'll get the March Madness special. You will get the bag of like gifts, and it had like, you know, canned peanuts, it had a six pack of beer, it had a bag of peas to throw in the freezer that you could use while you're laying on the couch. And I, I was laughing hysterically when I heard it. And I thought that was the funniest thing. And I think that picked up everywhere. And that's just an example of like, hey, Embrace what your parents gave you. Your, your name is Dr. Richard Tapper. <laughs> where, where does that lead you? 
But I thought that was a perfect branding. And where does it lead you? To Dapper. Yeah. <laughs> it leads you to three days. Three days off you to during March. <laughs> Watching March Madness. One one of the better, if not the yeah. best, branding, personal, business, whatever stories yeah. I have ever heard. Yeah. Absolutely. And we, I showed you, he's yeah. legit. I fact checked myself. It's. Yep. But it's just kind of one of those crazy things where, like, you don't realize sometimes the small thing you do to separate yourself can really snowball. And that's why taking your brand, you know, being careful with your brand and taking it seriously can have a huge impact personally and in your business. I, I completely agree. I think it's very open here of like, make a joke about yourself. Like it yeah. doesn't have to be Dr. Dick I, Tapper, but like make a joke in Charlotte and you'll I, stand out. And I would be willing to bet that guy saw more nuts in Toledo <laughs> than any other doctor period. Oh, it was buy one nut, get one free. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> You wow. all, you all were, th- you all were thinking show. it. You all were thinking it. <laughs> well, I was going to say. We have now come to a new low, folks, and I want to apologize <laughs> personally and professionally. All right, Russell, bring us back. Now, Do your best. Give I'm us gonna, your business I'm, brand. Tr- I'm going to try to bring us back. All right. So when I moved here from L.A. to, to Brandon's point, I was trying to cast the biggest shadow I could. You know, I was representing Fortune 100 companies. I was representing Fortune 100 companies all over the world. And I was very proud of that fact. And quite frankly, I very rarely paid for meals in Los Angeles because someone was always trying to get to my clients and picking up the check. So I thought it was a pretty big deal. And then I moved to Charlotte and no one cared. And when I started my own firm, I realized that I was no longer a really good fit for the Fortune 100 clients that I had before and they weren't a good fit for me and it was not going to be a good thing. So I pivoted to the middle market because I realized that I could really affect change and I could be useful and I could be helpful to those people. But and it, it, I've said this before. Go ahead. No, I, I was just going to say, you guys from LA, it's geographic, but it doesn't even have to be that. I come from a Fortune 500 background for a lot of years and that's one of the things I wanted to project right away was, hey, I've I've negotiated contracts in Singapore, you know, I mean, but you're right. Nobody really cares mm-hmm. what they, they like that. You've got the experience. Just how does it relate to me and how are you going to make it work? Yeah. Yeah. It, it definitely, it opens some doors. We joke about the whole Michigan, Ohio thing all the time. Quite frankly, the university of Michigan on my, you know, on my LinkedIn profile or something, it's opened a lot of doors. It sort of gives you credibility right out of the box. And then, but really with Charlotte, it's what you do with that credibility. Okay, you seem to be a competent, intelligent human being. What does that mean for me? Yeah, and what are you doing for the community? What are you doing to make Charlotte a better place? They, they really care about those things. So what you're doing to make Charlotte a better place is almost more important than your other credentials. You know, in my experience, and I think that's a really good point, Russell. I think this is some we need to come back to this episode with an expert and and have them on here. And yeah. we don't have to rehash everything, but really some of these examples, I would really like to get a professional opinion on. Are we just perceiving this as Charlotte, or is this the reality of maybe what we're not understanding about branding? You know, we're not all experts in that. But mm-hmm. all right, guys, what do you think? Hey, I spent 150 bucks on a course. I'm a certified expert. <laughs> certified. <laughs> certified. Yeah. He's not going to nice. say which course. But all right. Well, hey, let's take this one down. I, I just want to say again, thanks to the Fox and Hound. This was a fantastic, good conversation, guys. And we'll pick this one up again. All right, Brandon. 
Jose. <laughs>